So, Ruthie, what are we going to talk about now? We've been talking about some pretty exciting subjects, don't you think? Yes, we have. Yeah. And, and uh, we just pray and hope that it, it resonates with everybody's heart. Right. So they can make a change in their practices, mm-hmm. the way they operate every day to, to reach in and manifest the kingdom for themselves on the earth. That's excellent. You know, I believe that there's a shift that's taking oh, place absolutely. in in the world. I know, I'm wondering if you folks feel it too, are you tapping into, when you see evil and these things increasing, it's only because Yahweh and his kingdom is increasing even more. Exactly. And so what it wants us to do, what, what, what the adversary wants us to do is focus on all the evil instead of oh. focusing on the kingdom. Exactly. And what we should be doing by being part of the kingdom and administrating the kingdom on the earth. And so we want to be focused on the kingdom. We want to be kingdom minded. We don't want to be focused on the evil that's taking place because good always overcomes evil always overcomes evil exactly yeah so today we're talking about trading heavenly trading heavenly trading but we also need to understand what we do in our own personal trading to um Give a platform for the enemy to attack us. And that's definitely not heavenly trading. So it's the opposite of heavenly trading, right? So when you talk about trading, there are different definitions, but they all boil boil down to the same thing. Mm -hmm. So trading is to give one thing in exchange for another. Like bartering. Mm -hmm. um, When, say, a country is in, in distress and the money has gone crazy, people will go and say, okay, I have a dozen eggs, but I need a gallon of milk. So I'm going to give you my eggs for your milk. That would be bothering to have dealings, to negotiate with somebody for what you have, for what what you want from them to give them what you have. And they both want something from each other, right? But they each have what each other wants. And so they trade. trade. Right. Okay. Um, It also could be to take unscrupulous advantage of someone else Hmm. or another thing to exploit them. That would be evil trading, which is really what uh, the adversary wants to take uh, from us. He wants us to be unscrupulous. But in the kingdom... We have to be intentional about being kingdom-minded in our trading, in the kind of trading that we're doing. So when we talk about kingdom trading, Nina, what do, what do we mean? Well, the largest platform of trading, this is, this is so exciting. And, and when I say this, everybody's going to be like, oh, that makes sense. The greatest and the highest trade that was ever made. Right was Yeshua's blood and body for our salvation, for our ability to live for eternity, for our ability to be able to engage in the kingdom realm and to be Yahweh's love, his not only his servants, but his love, his children, his friends. Right. And so that was the highest 
platform of trading that was ever done. And so because of that trade, we, as those who are believers in the way that believe in Yeshua, we have a responsibility to then engage with that trade that was done and then administrate everything that Yeshua died for on earth. Right. So basically what he's done, he's given given us an opportunity to take what he did and trade through communion. Yes. So explain that a little bit about how we use the communion. Well, we are able to, and this goes far beyond what many religions do in church when they say, this is the blood, this is the body, and it's more like a funeral. Right. It doesn't celebrate, really, that his body and blood has given us all, all things. things. Right. All things, okay? So we just don't focus on the death we commemorate the death but there's so much in fact there's everything beyond the death right that reaches into eternity that will last forever that we can now engage in because of his sacrifice right so when we engage and connect with yeshua with yeshua with hashem through communion we are acknowledging that because of yeshua's sacrifice we can now step Beyond the veil, right? Okay, because of his sacrifice, his sacrifice tore the veil. Everybody knows in the Bible. If right. you don't know, you can you can take a read in it in the Gospels where when he died, the veil was torn. Mm. The veil was torn, and it, it was access from the holy into the most, most holy, holy place. place. That veil was torn, and now, because of Yeshua's blood, we can walk from the holy into the most holy place and have an intimate, relational connection with Yahweh, right? Yeshua's body and blood gives us the ability to access Yahweh, to be able to see Father God's face, to be able to commune with Him, to be able to connect with Him. And so that trade that Yeshua did now allows us to engage, connect on an intimate relationship. We can now step beyond the veil, engage in that relationship. But it's not only just engaging in that relationship. Yeshua says, he gives us some commands. He says, because of what I've done, you're going to even be able to do greater things. Right. And so he says, now that I've given you the ability to step through the veil and to engage with my father's presence. Now you've got to bring the kingdom of heaven down to To earth. earth. So engage with my father's presence and then step back through the veil, back to the natural, back to the earth with everything that you've engaged with my father's presence with and begin to administrate my kingdom on the earth, on the earth. Through trading. Yeah. Through trading through the blood of Yeshua. Right. That is correct. Right. Pretty powerful, huh? Yeah. So basically, we don't need a pastor or a priest or anything to do that for us. And so people need to understand, instead of being dependent on the pastor to do communion, do it on your own. (coughs) Do it for yourself. Go and step through the curtain on your own and do it three times a day 
And if you need any more teaching on it, listen to our podcast yes. about the supernatural power of communion. communion. Yes, we've done that in the past. Yeah. So there have been a lot of... So just to clarify, what we just right. talked about, that's the definition of heavenly trading, trading. right there. Right. right. So we, as we go, as you go through the Bible, there's a lot of trading that's been done. Trading um, for good and trading for evil. Right. Okay. Right. In Numbers 22, the story <coughs> of Balaam. You remember the story of Balaam? Yes. The king Balak wanted Balaam, who was a prophet, to curse Israel. And so he said, okay, I'm going to give you so much money and you need to go and curse Israel. But he couldn't. Balaam couldn't do it. That's right. Because the Lord said no. Yeah. And so he really wanted the money, but he couldn't get it because he didn't complete the trade that the that Balak had given him. That's right. And so sometimes the Lord will say, no, I don't want you to do this. Hmm. Then again, there's other trades like the woman with the oil. She came to, to the prophet and said, your servant is dead and my kids are mm -hmm. at the mercy of the people who are going to sell him to pay the debt. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Mm -hmm. So he said, collect the oil. Collect jars. Mm -hmm. And so she filled them supernaturally. Yeah. And she traded basically for the lives of her kids. She traded and she had enough to be able to pay off the debt and to be able to live on the rest of her life. That um, is the supernatural trading, the kind of trading God wants us to do with him. You know, Ruthie, we trade all the time. We trade our money. Everybody right. that deals in currency, you trade paper, the value of what's on that paper for groceries, for clothes, for cars, for homes, for whatever the value that money gives. Right. Um, but and, then we trade our time for the money. Oh, uh, yes. And we go to work. Excellent. We do. The whole, our whole existence is based upon trading. trading. And people may get, you know, don't, don't get too, too, um, what's the word? Uh, technical? Yeah, don't get yeah. too technical on it. Thank you, Ruthie. Just look, if you really, if we really look and see how we function in our daily lives, mm -hmm. it's all about trading. Trading, right. But... It's about what do we, what platform are we right. trading on? So we talked about the platform, the heavenly platform of trading. Right. But there are some specific platforms that the Bible clearly reveals to us. And we want you to let you know you can do some more study in this. We've, we've looked at some folks and listened to some folks who have talked about this, this topic. We're going to throw some names out there for you. Ian Clayton, Mike Parsons, Beverly Watkins, Robert Henderson. They all t talk about trading floors if you want to get more in-depth. We've kind of pulled from these folks and, and have brought a summary to you just to get so that you can have an understanding right. of what you, you are doing every day in the natural and participating in trading because the bible says knowledge is power my people exactly. perish for what lack of knowledge lack of knowledge so now you're going to know what are some of the things am i doing am i trading on a heavenly trading floor? Cool. the heavenly one heavenly trading floor there's only one or the several demonic trading, trading floors. floors and we've identified 
about seven. We, we've, right. we've, we've, we've gotten about seven. So let's talk about those. About the seven, the demonic That's, trading fluids? Yeah. Okay, well, the one um, that kind of resonates with me a lot is the story of Athaliah. Mm. Athaliah was a queen in Israel. And when her husband died, she decided she wanted to be queen, but there were seven sons who, you know, I mean, when, you know, the males take priority over the females right. when it means ascension to the throne. Mm -hmm. So she determined she was going to get rid of <coughs> all of them. Wow. And so she ki she began to kill them one by one. Ooh. She murdered her own grandkids. She murdered the princes. But there was a, um, a priest, Jehoda, who saw what was happening. And he took the youngest one, Joash. Yes. And he hid him in the temple. And so she traded the blood of these children for power and authority within the kingdom. Mm. And sometimes that is demonic. It is demonic. Sometimes we trade things when we speak against our family. Mm. If we, if we, we don't kill them physically with a sword or a knife or a gun, but sometimes we can kill their spirits, mm. trading for power or authority over them. And so we need to be really careful about what we say. Yes. Because our words, you know, the people say, sticks and tones will hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words are power because our Father, Father God, uses words. He traded his words for planets and stars, and, and he created all of that by trading what was inside of him for what, what was outside what he wanted and so we need to be careful about what we speak but you know she it, it it also points out that her focus was to kill the royal seed right her focus was to get rid of the royal seed and the way that we could trade on that platform is when Yeshua Remember we talked about we were stepping in, we're trading on his platform to get everything that we that he has died for and we can take it back to this earth. Well, many a times through words, like you're saying, people will come and thank you and give you affirmation right. as a royal seed because you're doing what Yahweh has called you to do. But you know how a lot of people say, oh, it's just Jesus, it's not yeah. me. So basically, we didn't receive that. So basically, Yahweh uses us to build up affirmation in each other, other right? through the gifts that he has given us. But many people think, and I have to be honest, I was told, well, that's pride. If someone comes yeah. to you, let's say you went up there and sang, and you did an awesome job, and you come down, and it's like, you know, you're like, oh, well, praise Jesus. I'm not saying you shouldn't say praise Jesus, Yeshua. Of course you should. But in other words, you deflect the affirmation that Yahweh wants. Here's the, here is the issue with that. And some of you all may be struggling with that, with what I'm trying to say. The issue is, is that if you are an individual who cannot receive affirmation, 
from your fellow human being. Right. How can you receive affirmation from the Father? Yeah, that's right. How can you receive affirmation? And a lot of people today have a problem receiving affirmation because they think it's being prideful. That's not being prideful. It's saying thank you. So you literally say, here's what you do. You say thank you for that. And then in your secret place, you go and you trade. You actually trade the fact that that person affirmed you and you trade it back into the Father. You go back beyond the veil. Somebody gives you a compliment. You go, you say, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And then you go in your secret place, go back beyond the veil and then say, Daddy, guess what? Look at what your gift did in me. And I got affirmed, and I just want to take that affirmation and trade it back into you for a deeper relationship, a deeper walk with you. And so in doing that, whatever um, low self-esteem begins to be eliminated from from you. Correct. And you're you're not killing... You're not killing that royal seed, the royal seed. The Bible clearly says that we are a royal priesthood. Okay? All of us, a holy nation. Everybody's a priest, and this is a spiritual level of authority. So we're not talking about gender here. We're talking about spiritual level of authority. And as priests, as royalty, Mm -hmm. royalty receives affirmation. And it's not to take it upon ourselves to build our own spirit, but it's to trade it back into the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost for a deeper relational, intimate connection. And see, that way, that whole self-esteem thing, you know, low self-esteem, which most people, I would say, suffer with, okay? That just gets kicked in the bucket. So let's not trade on that demonic trading floor. Let's receive affirmation. Right, and then give it back to him. And then give Give it it back back to to the Father. And then everything in our lives gets fixed. Yeah. Okay, that's... um, Athaliah. That's the Athaliah demonic trading floor. Mm -hmm. Then there's the Jezebel. Oh, boy. Everybody knows about that one. Everyone knows. (laughs) Now, we need to realize that Jezebel, um, Athaliah, was, was Phoenician initially. And Jezebel came out of Sodom, <coughs> that same area. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to control. She wanted to control the government. She controlled her husband, Ahab. She wanted to control the government. And when we look at 1 Kings 19, the whole story, she wanted to control the prophets. That's right. So she proceeded to kill the prophets. Spirit of manipulation, right. control. Witchcraft, right. right, as well, and blood sacrifice, right, because she was she was a Baal worshiper, and so she set up all these groves to Baal and Ashtoreth, and they were sacrificing their children. Mercy mm-hmm. on the altar of Baal, put their little live babies on there and roll it into the fire, so that she could have control over the government and rulership of the country. Now, in the, in the world today, there's a lot of oh, yeah. blood sacrifice. A lot of trading. There's a lot of trading. A lot of witchcraft, manip- manipulation, control, that right. all comes from right. Jezebel. 
Right. Manipulation and control over religion. Using religion as manipulation and control over people is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is... That is trading on a the demonic trading floor oh, of Jezebel. Jezebel. When somebody takes the, um, even if they take the word of God, but the way the the reason why they're using it is to manipulate, manipulate and control, control and tell you you can you can't do this, you can't do that. Right. That a religious spirit that comes from the demonic trading floor of Jezebel. Exactly. That is and correct. so we have to check with the Father about who we listen to. And um, how we operate within the within our churches, yes, within our basically within our lives, within our families, we can even be trading on a Jezebel trading floor with our children, because a lot of people want to live vicariously through their children. They didn't go to college. They wanted to be a doctor, a lawyer, uh, whatever, an architect. And they didn't have the opportunity. So now they're manipulating and forcing their children to go down the road that they did not go down. Mm, that mm, mm. is a spirit, is a Jezebel spirit. Yep. Controlling the, the, the offspring mm-hmm. for what they wanted. And they, that may not be what the child wants. It might be, the it might not be on the, the that person's destiny scroll. Yeah, it may not be what Yahweh wants. An architect. Yeah. And so you you forcing and you pushing against what the father has has uh, designated for the person. So many people, the whole world, really functions in that way. Right. They're training for power. The power gives them the ability to manipulate and control right. minds and people, thoughts and intentions. Right. And so we've got to get, first of all, we have to acknowledge the fact that we're participating in that. Exactly. Right? And then we have to repent. And mm-hmm. then we have to be really cognizant of why we're saying the things that we're saying, why we're making relational connections. Or am I making a relational connection because I can con- you're a person I can control? Mm-hmm. Or maybe I can get control through my connection with you. Right. There's, there's so right. many different ways. Right. So, folks, we really have to be cognizant that we're, we are off that Jezebel trading floor because that is a platform where the enemy can then come against us and attack us. In fact, when we trade on any of these trading floors, and we've got about seven that we're going to talk about, we've talked about two so far. When we trade on any of these trading floors, it opens up a platform that allows us to be attacked, us and our generations to be attacked because we've given the the adversary a legal right. Because we're trading on his floors. Right. We're trading on his floors instead of trading on Yahweh's floor, which is the heavenly trading floor. Right. So basically what we've done is open a door for him to come in and affect us. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about Delilah. Everybody knows about Delilah and her seduction. But how did she trade? I mean, we know about... 
just basically trading information for money. But it's more than that. She traded his secrets. Well, for, first of all, he, he, he opened himself right. up to that. Samson opened himself up to that trading. But she she was very cunning in that she kept asking and persisting and persisting. And she used her seductive nature to to lure him into telling her what his innermost secrets were so that she could take that and then trade it for really for I would think that would give her status and power she traded it into her country her her, her right kingsmen right so that they could then overthrow Samson and Israel ultimately. correct and ultimately yes and ultimately uh, the kingdom of Israel and so but her focus and the way she did it was a very seductive way and it works this works in a different way that Jezebel works and that Jezebel is more um, manipulation and control and uses religion to manipulate right. and control whereas Delilah use is sexual things mm-hmm. lust the desires of things that pull people away from their destiny scroll, right. from the things that they should be doing, and 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 draws them in a sexual lust type way. Any type of lust doesn't necessarily have to be a sexual lust. It can be a lust after the things of this life, the things mm-hmm. of 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 money or those types of things, and 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 trades it for pleasure that is very short lived, and ends up leading to death. Right. So what about love? I think Samson believed she loved him. So I think sometimes people trade what they think is love for um, something really surface. Oh, that's Nothing good. deep. Yeah. So you, could we, within our spiritual um, walk, Trade with uh, Delilah's spirit, with the adversary, with the Delilah's spirit, for what we consider love. Yes. You know, somebody, you you want to be loved, you want to be nurtured, but you're trading on the wrong trading floor, <coughs> and you're not getting that deep-seated, uh, godly... Excellent. Um, peace and joy that that accompanies love and so you land up in you may land up in a marriage thinking that you oh this person really loves me and then you get in there and you find out there's manipulation and and deception and fantasies um on the with the other person that is undermining the godly love that you were looking for that is so awesome because i think many folks do they think the extent to love has to do with finding a a mate getting married and living in that marriage situation and that's the extent 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 of love there's nothing higher and so they're trading off of a different floor because right. the highest, the most powerful form of love is love with Hashem. Right. Right? 
It's right. that love gate. It's 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 developing and growing that love gate that's in the innermost being of us. Right. And so we get very distracted by what that love is. Sometimes women will use more so I would say women than men, and men could potentially use it too, but will trade for their bodies, the way right. they dress and that type right. of thing, to bring in a man that will quote unquote love them. Right. But that's a wrong right. trading floor. Exactly. That is the wrong You're trading floor. You're not gonna floor. get the deep seated love and joy and peace. It could be you... and it could be vice versa where a man could trade for love through the power that he has. Gifts. Something that is seductive that is right. seducing the woman to want to be with him. And it's all in the guise of love. Right. Yeah. Gifts and money and just showering her with dinners and and just all kinds of stuff that she says, oh, he really loves me. Mm-hmm. But he's really, it's not, it's not a, a, a deep-seated godly love because he's out to get something out of the whole deal without really giving his all. But this then turns us to really checking the desires of our heart, because now right. you're looking at is is the desi- are the desires is the desire of your heart. Let's say, for example, you desire to be in a high position in church. Maybe you want to be head elder. Maybe you have this desire, but it's really kind of a lust for that power and to be seen right. and to 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 be up in front, and so. That is really the platform that's driving you. It's not, it's not a love for Hashem or a calling. It's almost more like a lust for power and desire to want to do something that brings you recognition. You know, right. think about it because Delilah, she was doing. She probably thought, "Oh wow, look at what I'm, look at what I'm right. going to be looked at by my countrymen." Right. And women, they're gonna they're gonna look at me. They're gonna exalt me. And look, I was able to take down this man type thing. We have to be careful. We have to check our own desires that exactly. we're not trading on that floor, right. on the on that Delilah floor of of evil lusts. But when you start thinking about power and authority and um, dominion, think about. The king of Tyre. That was Phoenicia. Now remember, Athaliah and Jezebel both came out of that Phoenician yep. uh, foundation. Mm-hmm. And the king of Tyre is about finances. So we're talking okay. about another demonic trading, trading floor, floor from the but, king of Tyre. Right. Of but, the king of Tyre. Right. right. But remember, the, these are all about control. Yeah. The Phoenicians were controlling the trade of the world. But that trade didn't come um didn't come by their working for it. No, not at all. That trade and the thing is when you look at it now, there are no Phoenicians left on the face of the earth. Mm. That whole um <clears throat> uh area has been changed and turned around and there is right now 
we talking about the area of Lebanon, mm-hmm. that whole area along the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. There's conflict constantly. So the the trading floor of the king of Tyre was um, about establishing financial wealth. Yes. And dominion over the world. Because they were trading, they were trading in the Americas. There's, um, at the time, nobody knew about the Americas. Because that was the time before the Romans and the Greeks. Um, They were trading for the gold in the Americas, North and South America. They were trading um, all along the coasts of Africa. They were trading in slavery. They were trading in all kinds of things. But how did they get their kingdom? How did the king of Tyre get their wealth to even um, begin to trade in all these things? You've got to have something to trade, right? right. So they took the gold. The way that they were able to, the, to develop the city was to rob the gold out of Jerusalem. That's okay. what they did. They took the gold, okay? They exploited, they exploited their neighbors they they were known for religious idolatry, sexual immor- immorality, and they literally took the gold out of the temple of Jerusalem. And that's how they were able to build this city that became so well known, a seaport, a trading port, a literal a literal trading port. That nobody could attack because of the how it was built. So because it was built upon that, they were able to flourish and prosper. So that's using, taking finances away from Hashem and using it, okay, for demonic purposes. How does that, but, how does that work practically today how do you trade on that before before we go there Mm -hmm. what they did then with all their wealth that they had stolen from jerusalem they went back they went back and (laughs) dealt with solomon and helped him build the temple so when you think about this temple that was built from the the wood and the gold from phoenicia Back into Israel. Now they had a platform right there. Wow. Because they had stolen from them. And now it's coming full circle back. And so uh, David and Solomon, well, really Solomon was so thankful for the help. Not realizing that that's where it had come from in the beginning. Well, all I can tell you is this. When you're dealing with Tyre, it's about taking finances away from the kingdom of God. Right. It's exploiting finances and and when we should be pouring our finances into the kingdom of God right. instead, we're taking the finances and we're totally we're using them for ourselves or we're using it for our own desires or we're putting it in things that are not building up the right. kingdom. It also when you trade on Tyre's trading floor, it also um, you can also trade on Tyre's trading floor by saying, I don't have enough. So it's not even about the need. It's about saying what I have is not enough and I need more. It's this, it's this, this, it's this 
desire, this push inside uh, of us to always want more. It's this driving force. I want more. I want more. I don't have enough. I want. I don't have enough. People call it keeping up with the Joneses. Sounds familiar. That's yeah. trading on the demonic floor right. floor of tire because they they don't they never feel like they have enough and usually if you really look at that that ends up sometimes that leads to murder sometimes that right. leads to to um sl- slavery it right. leads to all kinds of things right. right never feeling like you're satisfied that you don't have enough so what about churches churches trade on the trading floor of tire they're always asking for more they're wanting a bigger building they're wanting to expand the campus they needing to they got perfectly good chairs in the church but they were needing new pews they need new carpeting they it's always about building bigger 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 bigger, bigger. bigger. um you really have a good point about that i i really feel like your, our spirituality is an individual thing, and right. I don't have anything against churches. I think exactly. having a church is in and having a church that the house of God that that looks good is great. I don't have an issue with that. What I take more issue with, remember we talked about in our last podcast, is having a quote unquote spiritual. What's the word? Um, it's a, there's a spiritual shell there. The reason that you're doing something has a spiritual. And the on the, on the, the outside, outside, it looks like there's a spiritual reason for right. it. But what's driving it in the inside is demonic. It's not spiritual. It's not godly. The drive is demonic, and so it's checking those motives though, right. of of the heart because everything that we do, if it's not for Yahweh, it will burn. Mm-hmm. Even if that means building a multi million dollar billion dollar church facility that everybody in the world can attend if that wasn't Yahweh's plan it will burn and so then the trading floor all those things that are burning are folks who have traded on a demonic trading floor and that can't go into eternity exactly why would Yahweh allow that to go into eternity that accomplishment to go into eternity when it was done by trading on a demonic trading floor so, um, but the people are coming and the people are being helped, maybe not as far as they would like to, but the people are still gaining something. So do you think in situations like that, it's because of the personal relationship rather than the, the umbrella organization? Personal relationship of the people one-on-one mm-hmm. with Hashem, with Yeshua, with Father God, mm-hmm. rather than the fact that they in this facility, this amazing facility that's shining with gold or, or just absolutely beautiful. It's more of their own personal seeking and searching for the Father. You have an excellent point. You talked about when the church is asking for more and more. Well, right. how about when we as individuals go to church to trade our money, money. for right. a purpose of, well, if I give Yahweh, you know, $500, he's going to do this for me. Yeah. That is not a heavenly trading floor. No. Folks may think that it's, well, because I'm giving to a church, right? Yeah. Of course it has to be yeah. I'm trading on a heavenly tra- trading floor. No. What are the motives? 
if your motive, if your motive is to trade because you want to get something something out of it, you feel, then you're being, you're you're trying to manipulate Yahweh with, with the money and Yahweh really can't use it anyways because your motive, your heart is not right. And so that money then means really nothing to him because it's not done out of a, you're not trading out of love because that's why I I don't believe in the Old Testament tithing. I believe in the New Testament tithing. I don't believe tithing has gone away. It's about gifts and giving now. But the Old Testament tithing was, oh, you know, um, out of the 100%, 90% is yours. You give 10% to Yahweh. New Testament is 100% is his. Then you ask Yahweh, what should I give to? And who, whom should right. I give to? Exactly. Right? Because the Old Testament way, it brings about guilt. It's like, oh, well. And everybody's like, you got to give your 10%. And then the person gives out of guilt. And and then they're trading out of guilt. They're right. not really trading out of right. love. Because they're not trading out of a relational connection with Yahweh. That Yahweh, that they heard from Yahweh and Yahweh told them what to give. And maybe who Yah- to give and to who to give it to? Maybe right. Yahweh says, "I want you to give, you know, five percent over here. I want you to give another five here. I want you to give another ten here. Maybe Yahweh wants you to give way more than ten percent. Exactly. Maybe Yahweh wants you to give everything that that one check. Right. Who knows? But it's all Yahweh's anyways. Exactly. So we got to come out of the church age into the age of Zion and into the age of new beginnings and say we've got to be using our monies in a different way. And you know what? When I tell people this, it brings such a freedom of release. Right. Because I believe there is that manipulation and control to trade in a way that you think you're giving to the church and you're really not because your heart is not right. And what you find is you're giving more than 10%. Yeah. But what's left over is way more than the 90% that you would have had. Right. So let's move on to the next trading floor. Uh, Leviathan. Mm. For those who want to read about Leviathan, Job chapter 40, 241. From uh, Job 40 verse 15 to all the way through chapter 41, he talks about Leviathan. Oh, yes. Now, um, I just want to, in Africa, there is... The twisting spirit, mm-hmm. okay, which to me is Leviathan. Um, some areas, it's it's a water spirit. Mm-hmm. It's a snake in the water. Uh, in some areas, it's called Nyami <coughs> Nyami. It, it has different names dep- depending on where you go. But Leviathan is a twisting spirit. Mm-hmm. And the... When when our minds get twisted, and we don't, we can't even see the top from the bottom, the end from the beginning. That's a Leviathan spirit. So, it's perversion. It's about half truths. Mm. You say something, but it's not all of the truth. Who does that remind you of? The adversary, adversary. right? Yes, He'll give you enough information. To make you believe that, oh yeah, this is going to be great. But it lands up being only a half-truth. You didn't see the, the, the other half, the back end of it, that's going to be um, detrimental to maybe your finances, to your family. Wow. And so somebody comes along and says, oh, I've got a great investment. 
why don't you invest in this and you're going to be able to get this and this and this and they <coughs> give you where the money is going or um and so you go along and you don't get it mm. you don't get what was promised mm. because you only you were only giving a given a little bit of information and everything was twisted mm. everything was perverted so how do we trade on that floor is it when we sometimes give half truths yeah when we tell what everybody says what some people call it white lies which really there's no such thing when we function in a way to twist and turn and pervert with our words with right. our actions with our deeds or we allow ourselves to be twisted and, and, and turned. turned. We trade with someone else for some other in, for a, an intention that's not godly, and um, and and allow ourselves to be twisted right. and, and turned and perverted. You know, um, what comes to mind is some somebody says something to you, mm. and you say, "Oh, whoa, that is terrible!" And then you go to the next person and you tell them. The same story. Well, at the end of it, we've all played the, the game telephone. It starts with truthful information, but by the time the 10th person gets it, it's all twisted. It's a whole different story. So mm -hmm. we have to be careful because gossip yes. can twist us inside, but it also twists the truth. Maybe you don't have the whole story. And you call somebody and said, oh, sister, we need to pray for sister so-and-so because this and this and this is going on and you know your, her husband is trying to leave her and we need to pray. But you don't, you're not interested in praying for them. You're interested in spreading gossip. Wow. Twisting the truth, perverting what is there. And maybe it's not even that. Maybe her husband got a job somewhere else. You know, and he's got a traveling job. And now the story is perverted. And so the adversary's got a platform to come in and manipulate because of the words that you have twisted and manipulated to come in and maybe attack that family, maybe mm. attack your family mm. because of what you've done or you know, said. And the Bible says Leviathan is the king of pride. Okay, so look at what the adversary did. He used his words to twist and right. pervert and to cause um, mankind to go into sin, sin, the whole earth to go into sin. And he had pride in his heart. So pride is like the driving force of this twisting and half truths. What what is it for? To get power. To, exactly. Because you you think you're you're smarter than everybody else. And so your purpose is to to get control again, the manipulation and power by twisting and 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 telling half truths, and so we want you all too to know that. Check, check when when you hear stuff from people, even when you hear stuff from our podcast or pastors or out. ministers, go yeah. check it out for yourself, so that you're not getting. If you feel like you're getting a half true truth, go check it out for yourself. Anybody that you hear from should be willing to tell you. You know what? Go. Listen and study for yourself. Have right. that relational connection. Everybody listening to this podcast has a responsibility to have a personal relational connection because right. we all stand on our own in our relationship with Yahweh. Exactly. To to have so you will not be either you will not 
tell half truths or you won't be manipulated. You'll have discernment so that you won't be manipulated by someone's half truth. The adversary tries to give us half truths all the time, whispering exactly. in our ear. Right. Guess what? We trade into that when we believe it. Right. If if the adversary whispers, in, "Oh, you're not beautiful. You you can't do that," or you don't know how to speak, or you never everybody hates you, or or mm-hmm. or you know maybe you can do that, but maybe you should wait. Any any of those things that he's saying to you, and you're and we buy into that. And that means we're believing. Right. And trading on Leviathan. And trading, trading on that. Yeah. Trading floor. Yeah. That's that's crucial. Yeah. In what we listen to. Sometimes it's our friends saying things to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think that's a good class for you to take. So you need to go back to Father God and say, show me what's on my scroll. That's right. What's on my scroll will determine how I operate, who I listen to. And the direction I'm going. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Super important. That's very important. Oh, yeah. And we have one left. Apollyon. Two left because we got to do Cain. Oh, we didn't do Cain. Yes. Apollyon, Revelation 9-11, talks about resisting salvation. Mm. Apollyon, the destroyer, the angel of (coughs) the abyss, Mm. king of an army of locusts. Mm. No, it talks about the locusts coming out of yeah, the abyss and, revelation, and yes. affecting people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people who whose focus is not on um, Hashem. Mm-hmm. Focus is not on the kingdom. Mm-hmm. They will be affected yeah. by the lies, yep. by the um, the feeling. I don't think, I want to really enjoy my life. I don't want to give my life to the Lord right now. I'm still young. I want to go out and party. Mm -hmm. I want to enjoy everything that my friends are doing. I'm not going to go there yet. That's trading on the trading floor of Apollyon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anything that resists salvation, Mm -hmm. anything that has to do with the Shem, what he what his desires are for, for our us. heart are for, are us. Us, for us what he wants us to do and what comes after salvation exactly so sometimes we just get that maybe we might get that for those that are believers in the way we might get that feeling on the inside you know i really need to speak to that person about exactly. about yahweh but then you say something else says nah they won't even listen to you anyways or you don't need to speak to them they don't care anything about Yahweh. And then you believe that. Yeah. You're trading on the floor of Apollyon Apollyon. because you are actually participating in resisting the salvation that could come along for for that person. Right. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. There was a time um, I was at a gas station and I was putting gas in my car and there was this girl sitting on the sidewalk and the Lord said, you know, go talk to her. I'm like, I don't know her. No, you need to go talk to her. I said, she's going to think I'm crazy coming up there and telling her Jesus loves you. She, she's probably going to tell me off. And I never did. Wow. And you know, he was quiet for a long time. He didn't <laughs> talk to me. He did not talk to me. And that is the worst thing when God is silent. Mm. And you trying to, you talking to him and he's not talking back. So be obedient. Do, do don't not, trade on that floor. Don't trade on that floor. 
Don't trade on that floor. Don't trade on that. So if anybody, if Yahweh's calling you and he's saying you need to speak to your coworker, you need to speak to your neighbor, don't res- don't resist what Yahweh right. is leading you because if you resist, you're participating on yeah. the trading floor, yeah. the demonic trading floor of Apollo. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. That's really huge. But I think what's even huger, that's even the <laughs> word I can make up. Bigger. <laughs> Bigger. Cain. That is, I would say, most everybody, if they're not cognizant, trades on that trading floor. The, tr- the trading floor of Cain. Cain. Now, that demonic trading floor first encompasses murder. Now, that, right. not everybody murders with no. their physical... Because before murder, it's the the... The act of thinking about um, what you're going to do. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not everybody physically oh, murders. Okay. Yeah. But you can murder in your heart. How right. do you murder in your heart? By wanting or thinking evil, negative thoughts towards a person. Right. And you're seeking really to tear them down. You're seeking to tear a person down. Even in the thoughts, you're trading on Cain's trading floor of murder. When you gossip, you're trading right. on Cain's trade trading floor. And even if it's in the guise of, oh I just need to vent or oh I just need to um I just need to talk to someone about this person or whatever. Go to Yahweh. Right. Talk to Yahweh. If you need to vent, that's a safe place. Exactly. To talk to him. He'll Mm -hmm. get you straight in terms of your attitude towards that person or what you're thinking. We've got to get out of the flesh, folks. We have to get in the spirit. We have to function out of the spirit. Folks who are functioning out of the spirit are not trading on Cain's trading floor and gossiping about people, talking about people. When you think negative thoughts towards your brothers and sisters in church. That is trading on Cain's trading floor. And I tell you, I have been guilty of that. I am the first one. How do I deal with it? Well, I go to the court. We'll talk about that on another podcast. But I don't want any platform of the enemy in me. And I've been really cognizant about that, really careful with my words and what I say. Even when you're around friends, and sometimes friends want to just talk about other people, even if it's in a joking way or something if it's seeking to 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 tear them down you're on Cain's trading floor you know a lot of people do this they go to church and then they come home and then they have the pastor for lunch (laughs) they dissect everything that he has said or she has said or she has said right and that that's wrong that's trading on Cain's trading floor that is trading if you can't as a person address go to some go to the person yourself right and talk about an issue that you have but instead you're talking behind their back or developing some kind of a you know some kind of a group that's talking about a particular person you are on Kane's trading floor it is a very serious thing folks and what we're doing is and you're building a platform that will allow the enemy to then come in and attack your family. Exactly. Not the enemy, the adversary. (laughs) You're allowing, well, the enemy too, death. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Because if you're speaking death, then you attract death. Right. Not only to yourself, but to your family. Right. Because we talked about that death is the enemy, but you're attracting the adversary, both death and the, the enemy, the devil. Both, both death and the devil then now have a 
legal right, right to come up against exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We got we 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 got to really be clear about this and talk about it and put it out in the open so that we can repent and say, you know what? We don't want to trade on this demonic trading floor. Exactly. We don't want to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. And and go to go to the Father. Go be, be before the throne and ask him to change your mind. Yeah. Give you a different mindset. Renew your mind. Isn't that what the word says? Yes. Renew your mind. Be renewed. Right. Every day. Yes. Every day. I think the best Go way be to do that. Communion. Is communion. Right. Is communion and then become an active heavenly Re- trader. Exactly. I want to say to folks, you know what? I'm a heavenly trader. There you go. How about you? You know? I'm a heavenly trader. I seek, I turn the attention of my heart. And I ask you all that are listening to this podcast that you turn the attention of your heart towards to become a heavenly trader. That your your intention in your heart is to go beyond the veil because Yeshua has now given us the right. Connect to create create a, a, a loving, relational, intimate relationship with Hashem. And then bring that intimate relationship back and then begin to administrate it around the earth. And you know what? You'll know that you're doing it because around you, you'll have love. You'll have joy. You'll have shalom. All the time. You'll have all the time. All the time. <clears throat> and you won't have the fruits of this demonic trading, but you'll have the fruits of heavenly right. trading. We want right. to be a heavenly trader. We exactly. want to have the fruits of heavenly trading. Do you all want to have the fruits of heavenly trading? I hope you're saying yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope this has blessed you. Yes, and uh, as you think about trading, when you go and you turn your money to the store for a gallon of milk, think about, okay, Hashem, I am trading with you today. Amen. And let that be, let that be an open door for you to think about what you need to do. Every time you trade for my money for stuff, time for your money, think about trading in the heavenlies. Amen. And with that said, Shalom. We wish you Shalom. We speak that over you and your family. And uh, we speak that you will be a heavenly trader just like we will be. And we will be active in administrating the heavenly kingdom on On earth. earth. Amen. Amen.